Okay, we're back, and so are you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Stream Strategy Fantasy Hockey Podcast, brought to you by Good Hockey Podcast. As always, I'm Calvin here with Chuck. How's going? It's going pretty well. As I was saying in the last episode, I'm getting a little bored sometimes late at night when I'm looking to check the fantasy app and see how my team's doing, but I can't because there's no hockey and no one's playing. But other than that, everything's going well. How about yourself? I'm good. We hope that you find this entertaining at least. We are once again reviewing players' seasons so far. How are they performing? Our previous episode, we looked at overperformers, kind of no-namers like Ryan Hartman, not total no-namers, but Andrew Kopp, Channel Stevenson, Troy Terry. Troy Terry just popping off this year. On the flip side of things, we've seen guys underperforming as well. Guys like Sagan, O'Reilly, Patterson, Shifley, Pasternak. And today, we're going to run through all of their stats to let you to <laughs> and today we're going to go through a deep dive of all of their stats to let you know whether these players are sustainably low or unsustainably low and how you should approach your stream strategy with these players in consideration for the next few months. So let's get right into it. Charlie, who's the first player? First player we're going to look at this week is going to be Mark Shifley. Now Mark Shifley had a preseason ranking of 50. His current season ranking is 277. This one personally hurts me because I took Shifley in, the, I believe it was the second round in the Good Hockey Fantasy good hockey fantasy League, and uh, it, it really hurt me because for a long time I was dealing with a Shifley who wasn't performing. Throughout this season, Shifley has 8 goals, 11 assists for 19 points, only 56 shots, and 12 hits throughout the whole year. His IPP is currently 57.58, which is a career low by 5 plus percent and is down 22% from his IPP last season. His shooting percentage, still looking really good. He's he's shooting at 14.3%, which is his career average. And his ice time is 21 minutes and 24 seconds. So Shifley is a, a really big question here because he is clearly an elite player. He's got all the offensive talent required. He's just not getting the points right now. Could be attributed to some of the struggles that Winnipeg has been feeling this year. I know Ehlers and Shifley both took a while to get heated up and get going this season. But the 57.58 IPP is really concerning, especially since last year he was at 80. I think that Shifley is unsustainably low. For about the last month and a half, we've seen him pick up the pace. He's been getting a lot of points, getting some nice goals in the power play. And he's back on that first line, getting first line center minutes when for a long time he was getting third line center minutes. All in all, I think that Shifley will probably finish within the top 100 players this season, even though he's had quite a struggle and is ranked 277 at the moment. Shifley and the rest of the Winnipeg Jets forward group is just way too good to not be popping off. I don't think he's going to make that 50 or top 50 player mark considering how slow the start of the season was for him, but if he keeps up how he's been playing for the last few weeks, Shifley can easily climb back up the ladder. Yeah, I could see it happening. Let's move over to the next player. Big disappointment here, Ryan O'Reilly, preseason rank of 56, currently ranked 258 in Yahoo Public Leagues. No bueno, 5 goals, 18 assists, 5 goals, 13 assists for 18 points on the season, 64 shots and only 8 hits, what's up with that? Hold on, that can't be true. That literally is true. I can't believe that. <laughs> I thought that I had typed this in wrong. That's actually Ryan O'Reilly's stat line. What is up with that? His IPP of 60 is around the career average, which is kind of interesting. 
but his ice time is down from the last few years. It's not down significantly at 19, almost 20 minutes. He's still getting clear first line minutes. It's just not really getting anything done in that time. His shot percent, eight. It's way, way low. He usually averages double that. Uh, Yeah, I don't really know what's up with Ryan O'Reilly here. I wonder if some of his offensive role has been taken away with additions such as Buchnevich and players such as Cairo and Robert Thomas starting to move up the lineup and getting more done offensively. I wonder if Ryan O'Reilly has really solidified himself as more of a defensive guy. And that hurts his fantasy ranking, but I don't know if that hurts his overall performance as a player in the NHL. Unfortunately, we are talking about Yahoo here, Yahoo Fantasy, and Ryan O'Reilly is really, really hitting that point of replacement. He can easily be replaced by a streamer. He can probably be, you can probably pick up and hold somebody that might be producing better than Ryan O'Reilly, but I don't know if that's going to be the case for the rest of the season because this IPP is average, the shot percentage is down, I should expect some positive regression. Yeah, overall, I'm kind of with you. With Ryan O'Reilly on the Shifley thing being a big question mark, Ryan O'Reilly is a big question mark. You're getting the deployment, just not the production. If I was a holder of Ryan O'Reilly, I'd probably sit tight for a little while. Yep. Don't know that I'm trying to trade for Ryan O'Reilly. I'm not exactly a buyer. If I were to project his ranking for the end of the year, definitely top 200. I don't see him being in this 258 for the rest of the year. I think at the top end, maybe 150. But I don't see him being this 56 overall ranked player that he was for his preseason ranks. No, I'm on the same page as you. I think with the additions of Buchnevich and Kairou and Thomas just having some emergence offensively, it's really going to affect the way that he's playing this year. But yeah, he'll climb up the he'll climb up the, the rankings a little bit. He's too good to not be higher up there. Okay, let's move over to Tyler Sagan. Oh, big name, big disappointment. Preseason rank of 101, currently ranked 299 in Yahoo Public Leagues. 8 goals, 4 assists, 12 points on the season, 74 shots, 30 hits. IPP is 44. That's a career low for Tyler Sagan. Shot percentage is at 11. It's about status quo. And his ice time at 17.25. That's certainly down for his career expectation time on ice per game, which is uh, certainly more indicative of those first line minutes. That's like the 18.50 plus to the 20-ish range. Uh, So he's getting 17.25 here per game, which is... Again, down, but this is not a very low third-line player minutes, and this is where he's been slotted for a lot of the season. Yeah, man, I don't know. I would not be a buyer or holder of Tyler Sagan. I would probably be trying to move on from him and trying to find people that might be interested in him for his name value and are expecting a bit of a bounce back. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm not seeing the deployment. Even with these this ice time being at 17 minutes, I'm not loving that he's on that third line. And switching up between power plays, especially when the production just isn't there. That 44 IPP is just super spooky. Don't know what's going on with Tyler Sagan. I saw some posts on the Dallas Stars subreddit where people were roasting Sagan for posting a picture to Instagram of him with apparently a girlfriend that he uh, broke up with a while ago. There was like a toxic relationship, but now they're back together. Interesting. Yeah, I saw them celebrating something together. I'm not sure if it was Thanksgiving, Christmas or what it was. But regardless, Dallas Stars fans were like, uh, Tyler Sagan, man, this X was not good for you. Focus on hockey, bro. Yeah, this is a fantasy hockey podcast, but these are the intangibles that we must consider. And (laughs) 
yeah, relationships with toxic anybody will certainly drag down a person. And, I mean, Tyler Sagan, his his stats are just immediately reflecting that he is no longer this this superstar player. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a couple of Dallas Stars fans spe- speculate that the injuries that he dealt with for the last couple of years are really affecting his ability to play at the elite level that he was expected to. Especially since he has that nine and a half million dollar contract, it's going to be, you know, you got to really hope as a Dallas Stars fan that uh, that Sagan gets back on board. And if you're a Sagan holder in fantasy, you got to really hope that he can get back on track. The last, or not the last player, the second last player we're going to look at today is David Pasternak. Preseason ranking of seven. His current season ranking is 70. So not as much of a difference as we're looking in some of the other guys, but still not good. If you're drafting Pasternak seventh overall, that's likely your first round pick. And he's playing like a third or fourth, maybe even farther down that list kind of guy. On the season so far, Pasternak has eight goals, 13 assists for 21 points. 115 shots is really nice. He's up in the top of the league in terms of shots. And he has 20 hits as well, which is kind of surprising. His IPP, however, is 58.33, which is a career low by yeah. 15%. Wow. Shooting percentage at 7% is also very low, especially from last year. But his ice time at 19 minutes and 40 seconds a game is right where it should be. He's still getting the first line minutes. He's still getting deployed as he should be on that top line with Marshawn and Bergeron. The production just isn't coming from him. I don't know if he's just not getting the bounces, if this, the puck's coming off of his stick in a weird way this season. Maybe he just can't get his shot down, whatever whatever it might be that's bothering Pasternak. But the 21 points and 58.33 IPP is really hurting his current ranking here. This seems unsustainably low. Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, they're all still playing very well. They're all still fantastic players that are just having what seems to be a rough start to the year. It's like the, the same story for all these guys, Sagan, Shifley, Pasternak, elite players who are just having a rough start. But yeah, Pasternak, this is unsustainably low. He could be easily in the top 50 players by the end of the season. Once this COVID break is done, maybe he, Bergeron, Marchand have all had a bit of a rest. They can get back together, try and get some chemistry going and get those points that they were getting the last few years, you know, being called the perfection line of the NHL. All right, last player we're looking at is Elias Pedersen from the Vancouver Canucks. His preseason rank was 38, currently ranked 204 in Yahoo Public Leagues. That is rough. Six goals, 10 assists on the season for 16 points, 69 shots, nice nine hits. IPP is 55. That is down from his career highs. He's more averaging around the above 60 range, but this is up from his low of last year where he was at the 52 range for IPP. The most notable thing for Elias Pettersson is that his shot percentage at 8.7 is way, way down. He's usually scoring at more of a 20% clip, which may be unsustainably high for any NHL player, and maybe we're starting to see Elias Pettersson come back to reality. On the flip side, he's still getting 18 plus minutes of ice time, which is average for Elias Pettersson. He's slotted in on the thir- third line of the Vancouver Canucks for daily faceoff, but this is more like second line minutes. He's getting the power play time. He's a good player. I'm just hearing from Vancouver Canucks fans that he is not looking like himself. Not entirely sure what that's about, but those are intangibles worth considering. As an Elias Pettersson holder, I'm going to sit this one tight because at rank 204, he is not yet at the point of being droppable. 
I think that this performance has also left such a stain on him that he's probably not movable. I can only expect him to get better. I would expect Pedersen to be around a top 100 to 140 ranked fantasy player in public leagues. And with him at 200 right now, I expect the production to be better than before. And that mean, that's just a good thing for how my roster is built. I thought I was really lucky making a one-for-one trade Barbershop for Pedersen earlier on in this fantasy year. But now that we're a few months since that trade... Barbershev is significantly outperforming Pedersen, so I kind of got the short end of the stick on that one, but I'm still just going to sit on this. I like Pedersen as a player, and if it is just a problem where people say he doesn't look like himself, I mean, that can change pretty pretty radic- pretty quickly, Yeah, especially if you bring in a new coach and the team starts winning. So I'm a buyer of Vancouver, I'm a buyer of Pedersen, Besser, and Anders Lee, uh, kind of just to make some cross-team comparisons. Yeah, overall, I'd say this is unsustainably low for Elias Pedersen. I mean, there's no way his shot percentage stays under 10% for the rest of the year. If he's been averaging 20, we could probably see that go up to 12% at the high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I could see O'Reilly and Sagan being somewhat sustainably low. O'Reilly and Sagan could both climb up the roster positioning a little bit, or, or at least the ranking uh, ranking list a little bit. Yeah. However, I, I just don't think that they're going to place in, you know, the top 100, top 150 players even that Shifley, Pasternak, and Pedersen could still probably get to. Yeah, I mean, Pasternak is at 70. He could be a top 25 player, no problem. Yep. Shifley at 277, easily top 150. Yeah. Pedersen at 200, I could see him in the top, yeah, I said, top 100, I said 140-ish, right? So, yeah. Anyways, hope that you enjoyed this episode. This has been the Stream Strategy Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe. Check us out on the two episodes we release on Sundays and Thursdays. Sundays is forward-looking for the week. Thursdays is forward-looking for the weekend. The Stream Strategy Fantasy Hockey Podcast is designed to help you maximize value in the upcoming NHL schedule so that you can win your fantasy hockey matchups. And that's what this is all about, man. Isn't it? I think so. That is what it's all about. Okay, check out PuckLegends.ca for some super cool stuff including a Bill Nylander t-shirt, a Jack Campbell Soup t-shirt, Austin Pappy Matthews, use code GOODHockey for free shipping Canada. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and that's it. You got anything else, Joe? That's going to be everything for me. We got anything cool coming up after this episode? Check out the high-volume goaltending one that we did recently. Check out the uh, fantasy hockey players who are exceeding their value. This is the, the ones who are underperforming. We got same world junior same, content. Yeah, world junior content is out. We did a review on Owen Power and Mason McTavish and Kent Johnson. And now we're going to keep going through that roster. We're also doing this for defense. So like uh, overperformance and underperformance for fantasy defense. Okay. All right. Y'all take care now. Hopefully we get some fantasy hockey soon. Bye. Bye. I'm tired